And he asked me to take a walk with him. He didn't say anything for the longest time. And then he turned to me and he said, Woodman, we need each other. Words and music. And he crossed his fingers, showing how they go together. Remember, words and music. Welcome to the Words and Music Podcast. I could not be more on the edge of my seat right now. I have got not one, not two, but four guests today. And it is one of my favorite bands Aww. of all time. You say all, but I mean it. <laughs> Radio Romance is here. Hey, girl. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. So you guys happen to be in town, and I happen to get you to carve out an hour of your very busy schedule. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. So from left to right in my studio right now is Sam Hayes. Hello. Adam Smithwick. Yo. We got Moy Padilla. How's it going? And we've got Josh Gramling. Hello. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. So, okay. I don't even know where to start with you guys. Let's start with, let's, should we go in order of age? You just stood up, Moy. So I'm like, you know what? Are we going to go? Are we going to yeah, go? I mean, age before beauty, I'm, right? I'm 105 years old. <laughs> You're the only one in the room that's the same age as me. And yeah. we, we go over this. Every time you guys right. come to town, I'm always like, hey, Moy. Because he's like he's like my BFF. I love yeah. you guys. I love you guys. But we have this thing because we're both in our 40s. Yeah. What is it like hanging out with these guys all the time? It's cool. I mean. Yeah. They keep I, you young, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel like my age doesn't really matter no and with what we do age does not matter no absolutely not and most people kind of freak out when i tell them how old i am you know they don't believe you do that no have you had to pull out your id before sometimes yeah (laughs) i used to have to do it when i was in my 20s and 30s yeah always have to yeah because you look you you don't look what are you 42 yeah yeah you're 40 i'm 44 so i still got you beat yeah. Just by a little bit, though. But this industry keeps us, like, super young. Well, my therapist once said I was a delayed adolescent. <laughs> delayed I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely that. I'm still delayed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, here I am just living through my delayed adolescence, and I feel no guilt. Yeah. None. No I have none. Yeah. And I'm, I still feel delayed now. <laughs> like, I haven't Absolutely. started yet. So, Moy, you play the drums for Radio Romance. When did you pick up your first set of uh, drumsticks? I was... Uh, I guess officially when I was 10 years old. 10 years old. So you've but been at this for that. 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's clearly why you're so damn good at it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, you're the timekeeper of the band, right? So you keep everybody going on. You, you Are you in charge? Let's be honest. Well, are you in it, charge? Well, it depends. <laughs> on, on, on stage, uh, the drummer can make or break the band. Because yeah, yeah, you can mess them up. Yeah. If you get off beat, yeah. they're all, yeah. Like, you you can have so-so singers, so-so guitar players, bass players. Yeah. Welcome to and, Radio and, <laughs> and, and, and most people will not notice mm-hmm. if someone misses a chord. That's true. Uh, when you're if the watching. Drummer, yeah, if the yeah. drummer is off, it's done. <laughs> because one of the, I was going to say one of the easiest things to do is keep the beat, but that's not an accurate statement. That's not an accurate statement. But when you're out in the audience, one of the things you're going off of, you're, you're, the vibe happens because the beat is there. Yeah. Right? So if the beat's off, you're right. If the beat's off. Yeah. You got it. That's where it starts. It's like Karen wanting to see a manager down in the front row clapping off key yeah. right, or off beat, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's like the foundation. No one sees it. No one notices. 
until it's, it's broken. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So you've been playing drums since you were 10. When did you meet these guys? Uh, almost 10 years ago now. Wow. 2011. 2011. All right. Yeah. So what happened? Tell us that story, how you met so these guys. So basically I was, I, w- I just left Seattle and I was in Illinois living at my parents' house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of those stories. Yep. And uh, I get a call from a mutual friend and he's like, hey. Whose phone's on? Yours. Was it? Oh, <laughs> All right, my bad. Dang. It's off now. <laughs> Busted. So, so, I, so I get a call from a from a mutual friend, uh, my buddy David Carnes, who is an amazing bass player, um, and he's like, "Hey, I hear you're back in the Midwest and may, maybe thinking about moving to Nashville." Yeah. He's like, "I found this singer. He's he needs a drummer in a couple of days." And I literally was had nothing to do, so. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I had nothing to do. There's nothing yeah, going on. So he and he sent me the songs, and I learned the songs. Drove down to Nashville, picked up a guitar, went with him, picked him up in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Then drove to Nashville. Wow. Picked up another guitar player. Okay. And then drove to North Carolina. So the first impression the you guys are making on each other is on a road trip. That's yeah. intense. And me and Sam weren't even there. Yeah. We met him on stage. Say yeah. it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam and I weren't even on that road trip. We met uh, Moises on stage. Like so the singer you're talking about. Yeah, sound Okay. So there was other people involved at the time. Well, yeah. me, I, I was the singer he was referring okay, to. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, but you were not on the road trip. Yeah, no, he, Josh meant like we weren't there on the initial road trip. We gotcha. Met, we met Moises in North Carolina. Now, the guitar player and the bass player that used to play with us when we first got started, um, they, we already knew them. Okay. They were just like, hey, we have a drummer. And we were like, well, we need one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so the pieces got put together in North Carolina. Yeah. Basically. Okay. What was that first meeting like? What was your first impression of Sam Hayes? For me, for me, it was just another another gig. Just honestly. another gig. Yeah. yeah. Like I got hired to do this. You were I like, learned about forty songs for it. Yep. And two days. the only days. difference wow. is I've never played country music before. So before, so obviously coming from Seattle, you were yeah. kind of in the rock genre, probably everything doing a little country. bit of everything. Everything yeah. but country goes yeah. on in Seattle. Yeah. Now you're in North Carolina. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> is there a lot of difference though when you're playing drums? Is there a lot of difference though in the genres of music, or can you kind of Not cross over? New- there is. I'm. Yeah. 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 You got to learn the genre. <clears throat> uh-huh. Uh huh. On the surface, no, there isn't. Right. It, you can play a John uh, Bon Jovi song and a Luke Bryan song, and it's the same thing. Right. But the subtle yeah. things about it, you, that takes time. So the first time you see Sam Hayes is in North Carolina. And you think to yourself, who's this kid? Who's this kid? Exactly. Yeah. He had long hair. (laughs) He had long hair. (laughs) I had long hair. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam, what was your first impression of Moises? Um, We were like, man, I think this kid uh, knew the songs better than we did. So we needed to have him stay. (laughs) (laughs) So they're thinking, we got to bring our A game. Got to impress this guy. Got to get him to stick around. Yeah. And you were like, show me the money. No, I mean, (laughs) I was just kind of, like I said, it... I've done a lot of gigs, right? a lot of gigs where I have to learn 20 plus songs. So it was just another 
gig for yeah. me, other than the travel part right? and the part of the country I was in. <laughs> yeah. That was the main difference. Had you ever been to North Carolina before? You'd never no. been down south? No. You're a Midwestern I, kid. I was like never really um, in the south before. Did that trip you out a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and I, I grew that. up in Illinois, and I right. grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. But, but the country of Illinois is different than the country of North way Carolina. Different. It really, really is. Yeah. I know that because I'm from originally from Minnesota. So, okay. yeah, I know. Yeah. I get it. Farmland, Minnesota. Farmers, big different. A little different. <laughs> from the south. Yeah. yeah. Very, very different. So I get and that. Huge difference yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, so Sam and Moy together. Now, was Josh in the picture yet? I met. Yeah, he was on okay. stage. I didn't really meet him. It was weird. He he was like super sick for some reason. Okay. And he was kind of on stage, but I didn't really notice him. Okay. Until we were after the gig, we stayed at a friend's house, and I was like, "Who's the dude that's that's <laughs> like dying in the living room?" He's coughing up a lung over here. What's that's going when on? I real, that's kind of when I met Josh. Okay. Kind of realized. So you played a whole existence. gig with the guy and really didn't get the introduction. <laughs> uh, well, he probably did, but yeah. I don't remember. Right. Okay. Not till I saw somebody like dying in, <laughs> in the in the room yeah, next door, and everybody that. else was like partying and having drinks. And, and this I was, like, poor Who's kid. Who's that guy in there? Yeah. Oh. And you're like, is he contagious? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. All right. Let's swing the mic over to Josh. Josh, go back to that night. First of all, okay. what were you sick with? I think I had the flu. You had the flu, but you played the gig hour. anyway. I did, yeah. Look yep. at you. That's a rock star right there when you, when you play through the pain. <laughs> yep. So what did you first think when you met Moy? Um, similar to what Sam said, I was like, old, you know. This explicit. guy knows the songs better than we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sounds great. Yeah. We're on the internet. You can swear. It's okay. Oh, okay, it's a great. podcast, awesome. man. <laughs> cool, okay, yeah. Sweet. I already have the explicit E next to my I podcast. I listen to a lot of Rogan, so I'm all about this right now. Perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah he's let awesome. her fly. Let her fly. Okay, cool, yeah. So you see this guy. You're sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. You're up there playing anyway. Yep. How old are you at this time? 22, 20, 22. Yeah, yeah. So i like, yeah. who's this kid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So very young. Wow. So this is, did you know at that point that magic had happened? Did you know? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of, I was kind of also trying to keep it together, like not throw up on stage, you know, <laughs> and then also That's a like, bad look. <laughs> right. And also a lot of people that were uh, present that night, you know, they're lifetime friends now and they were all trying, you know, I was still kind of the new guy at that point. They were trying to get us a drink. So I may have had, sure. a, you know, a couple of shots at that point, but. But you know what, that, <laughs> when you got the flu. A little yeah. shot of whiskey. That's but, what they were trying to pitch me on. Well, the yeah. alcohol kills the germs. It does. I think that's what we kept. Science. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally science. You know, science. doctors, yeah. medicine, yeah. you know. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just sure. Just Google it. It's on there somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> so true. So true. So, all right, Josh, you're 22 years old. Sam, how old were you when you met Moy? Uh, same age. So Josh and I are the same age. So you guys are both 22 years old. This uh, 30-something guy comes walking in, and he's like... Well, again, like you said, he doesn't look it. I he mean, really does. I, remember, I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. I remember laughing. I'm pretty sure I looked younger than them back then. <laughs> yeah. I'm positive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember laughing many times um, just being all over the country and touring with them and realizing, like, he's getting carded more than I am. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Just, yeah. yeah. I remember one time sitting in Shuba's is a great club up in Chicago, and okay. I was playing with this artist and I think I was probably about 22 at the time. Okay. And the bouncer would not let me in. Wow. And until you're like, I'm the with lead, the band. Until the, yeah, I said, <laughs> you know, until the lead singer came to the door yeah. to let me in. Wow. Do you want to drop that lead singer's name? 
Javier Mendoza. Okay, very cool. Awesome singer. He actually lives in Nashville now. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, right on, right on. So you've probably been dealing with that your entire adult life, of course. Now, when's the first time you played in a bar? Were you underage? I was... Uh, 16 years old. 16 years old. Okay, so me in, yeah. and I feel like Josh, I feel like you started right around the same time, right? So when you were 16 years old. So what is that like at a at 16 years old? Are you thinking you just made the big time? You're in a bar? I, I remember <laughs> There was a dude. His name is Frank, and he. <laughs> There's always <laughs> and a Frank in, in, in Litchfield, Illinois, and he uh, owned this guitar shop. Okay. Frank's Guitar Shop. Of course. And he had this little like jam down the street at yeah. a bar, and I snuck in. <laughs> Such snuck, a rebel. Yeah, and had to like sneak back into my house and everything. <laughs> and I remember reeking of smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh was, yeah. Yeah. I thought I, I thought that was like a rock star move. That a total rock star yeah. move at 16. Oh, total rock star move. And you've had a few of those in your career, haven't you, Josh? Yeah, so a few of those. Yeah, do you remember BTs? Yes. Yeah, that was my first like gig, oh, you know. Wow. And I, I was not even 17 yet. But it was right before my 17th birthday and um they snuck me in the back door. Of course. You know, and they got me up to play uh, Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I was just this young kid, you know. Up there playing Jimi Hendrix with these older guys. It was, it was awesome. I was like, well, I made it. You made it. Phone it to mama. 16, you're like, that's it, <laughs> man. That's it. was awesome. It. So you're 16 years old. Now, when did you pick up a guitar for the first time? Because you've been playing your whole life. Well, you, well, I have not, actually. Fun oh, you fact. haven't? Okay. That's, so I got my first guitar for my 15th birthday. Really? So imagine that one year later, I, was, I got up on the stage and played Little Wayne. Wow. <laughs> okay. And now, here's the thing about Josh Scrambling. If you don't know who he is, if you're not familiar with his music, you need to get familiar because Josh Gramlin, you're probably one of the most talented guitar players I've seen in 20 years in radio, listening to every kind of music to have worked in every format. And I watch you play and I'm just, it's, it's like a story that takes you away. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you so much. That's amazing. It's incredible. And now, so you pick up a guitar at 15. Did you have lessons at 15? I know you went to school, right? I did. I was completely self-taught until... Um, I realized that maybe I want to do it for a living. Yeah. And um, the only way that was going to be a possibility um, with my parents, because I was the first kid to go to college, you know, Yep. Um, was to somehow convince them that music could be a profession. You right. Know? So um, I did all the homework, wrote out all the numbers and came home and I was like, all right, I can actually do this and I can get a performance degree from VCU. Did you have like visual aids? You did, you did a presentation, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Mom you know and dad in the living oh, yeah. room, you're like, listen, I got this. Look, yeah. Here's oh, the yeah. graphs that yep. <laughs> I'm oh, telling yeah. you someday I'm going to buy you a house on this money. <laughs> that's great. So you went to VCU. Yep, that's right. And you were a music major? Yes. Okay. Performance major. Yeah. Performance major. Mm-hmm. And so four years later, you graduate. And what happens? Well, fun fact, um, I had a semester left, Mm -hmm. but I met this guy, Sam, and he was like, yeah, not so much college, more so Nashville. Bad influence. (laughs) Sam Hayes. Well, to be fair, I mean, in what we do, you don't really need a degree. You don't. And I learned so much in that amount of time that I just, I can just say I went there and it would mean the same thing. Life gives you much more education when you're out on the road and you're doing it and you're sneaking into bars at 16. On the job training. On the job training. OJT. OJT. That's it. All right, let's switch over to Sam. So yeah. Sam, at what time or how old were you when you met Josh? Um, gosh, it was probably 22. Mm-hmm. I think it was right there. I think so right around Moy, the same time you met, met Moy. Moy about a year, almost a year later. Okay. So it wasn't quite a year, but. So you guys played together for a year before you met Moy. We did. Um, we were actually in the way Josh and I actually met was kind of a crazy story. So I was living in Nashville already. 
and I was at the time managing under the label from uh, Tracy Lawrence, the country singer. Okay. Yeah. And um, I got a phone call from a guy who um, lived in uh, lived in Chesterfield, Virginia. And he was working on this project, and he needed. He actually was like looking for all the pieces to have a band together, and so the whole band, even including the singer, was uh, was kind of put together. Okay. Um, just for some cool side gigs and stuff, and I think it was a dream for their music to get out there through that. And so I was looking at it as a paycheck. Yeah. Um, and that's actually how I met met Josh, is because through mutual music friends of of that that guy's connections is when I met Josh and then um fast forward a little bit we actually I was already living in Nashville and I convinced Josh just to come to Nashville and we kind of uh switched up gears and I was like just come to Nashville and he ended up sleeping on a cot in my room for oh, wow. six months yeah <laughs> rock star life and then, really he, good. and then he yeah. lived on the couch so. <laughs> <laughs> so all right so and let's hit rewind on you uh when did you get into music what was the first thing you picked up did you start as a singer what would tell us the story of yeah, really Hayes. what happened was I remember um when I was really little um my parents both sang in the church choir you okay know, your typical southern you know baptist kind of thing and um they would go to choir practice and i'd have to sit in the room with all the adults while they were doing choir practice and i just remember playing and i just remember on the floor playing with like my little nascars and and <laughs> and singing along i was always singing along and so um uh, that's kind of where that started, and my mom said I couldn't just play baseball my whole life, so I mm-hmm. had to pick up an instrument. Well, she made me pick an instrument at school, and so I, I went with the trumpet for about a year, and uh, I just didn't like it that much. I wish I would have stuck with it now. Yeah, I would love to be able to, you know, pick that up. But uh, but so I, I convinced her that I'll just pick up a guitar instead, and I, I self-taught, you know. Um, and a buddy of mine, you know, him and I would just go home after school every day and just play guitar and. Were you always into country music, or did you start? Yeah, I yeah. think really um, it was more Christian music okay. to start with, and then um, country just obviously translated. You know, and my parents listened to both growing up. My dad listened to classic rock and roll too. I mean, it, oh, yeah. we literally listened to all of it, and even in middle school, like I remember having the Jay Z Blueprints album. <laughs> I mean, I have I have all the all the radio music. Well, you grew up down the Virginia Beach area. I grew up in Yorktown, so about an hour from Virginia Beach. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that area, is it, I mean, it was big into hip-hop and rap and everything. Yeah. And it, so that was a, a and good... And Jason Mraz was from there. And, yeah. But so is Phil Vassar. So is Missy Virginia. Elliott. I mean, I mean there's, there's so many. So many. There's so many different genres of, of Virginia, like famous folks and mm-hmm. Pharrell. I remember the NERD stuff was just kind of hitting at that time and stuff. So we grew up in a, in a generation of just being influenced by a lot of different... Which is great, and it shows yeah. in your music. Yeah, we love it. I mean, I love traditional country. I mean, oh, that's yeah. what we turn on during the week and stuff. Um, rolling that George Jones playlist and all. Yeah, man. But, you know, we listen to all of it. So. Yeah, you listen to everything. That's right. All right. Now it's time to talk to the bass player. What's up? What's up, Adam? How's it going? <laughs> so not only are you the bass player, you're also the new guy in the group. How long have you been with Radio Romance? Um, since June of 2016. 2016, so, yeah. yeah. And you, they brought you to town for the first time, I remember. We had a little show down at Picker's Alley. It was when Secrets came out. Remember when uh, when you oh, guys yeah. released the song Secrets? We had a this really fun, I was just looking at some of the memories the other day, because it was three years ago, right around this time, that we got together and we, we gave everybody a password to get in. It was very hush-hush. It was, hush, super, hush. Cool, yeah. it it was, was a super cool. cool. We only let like 150 people in to this really cool little venue 
on you. And uh, up until then, we knew Sam, we knew Moy, we knew Josh, of course. And here comes Adam Smithwick. And the ladies went wild. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Every girl. (laughs) I can't even tell you how many girls came up to me because we knew Josh. Like I said, we knew Josh. We knew Moy. We knew Sam. Everybody in town knows these guys and loves these guys so much. But uh, the guys, the girls all came up. They're like, who's the bass player? What's his? Can you introduce me? (laughs) Yeah. So here comes Adam Smithwick. How did you meet these three guys? Well, I moved to town. I moved to Nashville in March, uh, March 31st of 2016, and um, I only knew one. Uh, yeah, I guess one person. Uh, his name's Jordan Walker. Uh, we went to high school together, and we're college roommates before he moved to Nashville. Um, he's a songwriter in Nashville now. Okay. And um, I get a text, and uh, I'm at this point, I'm just taking whatever I can get, really, and like responding to like ads on the internet and right. stuff. And I'm just like rehearsing with this band that. No offense to these guys, but I was just like, this is not really what I moved to town to do. Okay. And I get a text from Jordan. He's like, hey, I gave your information to these guys. I think they're going to be reaching out to you. So I was like, great. I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, and then uh, I think it was like a week later, Josh texted me about a run. Um, it was to Dover, Delaware, and North uh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mebane, North Carolina. And I was like, yep, I'm in. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. We have a good story from those, too. First oh, yeah. show. oh, tell it. First show. You're, tell, us, tell us the story of Adam's first show, Josh. Oh, man, I love it. It's my favorite story, I think. I don't know. We have a lot of them. But um, so <laughs> we had a couple of childhood friends make the trip from Virginia, Fredericksburg area up to um, Delaware, and they made it a personal mission to get the new guy blackout. <laughs> <laughs> and they succeeded. <laughs> mission accomplished. It was so fun. I mean, he killed the gig, and it was great. But afterward, um, I saw you know the look in my friend's eyes. I'm like, oh, here we go. Game on. Yep. Adam's gone. <laughs> Bringing me shots. And it's like, called okay. initiation. Right. It was really great. I love it. We're still initiating him three years later. That's yeah. awesome. Still happening. Well, and things happened pretty fast after you joined the group. In 2017, you guys go out for the Nash Next contest. Yeah. And oh, not yeah. only go out for it, you win. Yeah. Right? So tell us about that moment when you guys are playing that show and all of a sudden they come out and tell you, oh, P.S., you guys just won. It was pretty incredible for us to watch. But what was it like for you guys to be there? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing moment. It's very surreal. It's kind of like the thing that I really moved to town to do. I mean, I mean, getting a record deal is like, that's huge. That's whatever. Right. And you get to Nashville and you're like hearing all the things about how, oh, it's a 10-year town. This is going to take a while. And here, boom, within a year, you're like, shoot, I just rolled the good dice. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm already, I've already made it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, definitely extremely lucky to uh, just immediately join a band with like such talented musicians. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I definitely got lucky, but um we're still working at it, and it's it's going awesome. Yeah, it is going awesome, and I love every time you guys come to town. I still remember the very first. So let me tell you my radio romance story. Aww. So you, a big Rob, friend of yours, he's been on a previous episode of this podcast, and he came to me. Gosh, I just started working at the radio station. He came to me probably within a year, and he's like, "You gotta listen. You gotta listen to these guys." And you know, I get submissions all the time, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll listen." I'll listen. And I didn't listen. (laughs) No, I didn't listen. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Really, you got to listen to these guys. These are buddies of mine. They're coming to town. They're playing at this place. And when he told me where you guys were playing, the first thing I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) 
<laughs> people get shot at that at that was bar. It, was it cue balls? It was cue balls. Yeah. Is that place still around? It's still open. <laughs> and I just remember shout thinking, out to cue balls for our shout first out shot to cue time, balls, yeah, in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Which I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. First shot in this town. Yeah, and no offense to cue balls, but I refuse to give away tickets. I was like, I don't want to put my listeners in danger. <laughs> I'm sure these are nice guys. I remember I kept telling Rob, I'm sure they're nice Q-balls guys. Cue balls has to know though. They have to. Know. <laughs> you think? You think they have to know? They've got a little bit of a reputation. So I passed at first, right? And then I finally, for whatever it was, I was going through submissions and I was listening to music and I finally caught one of your songs. And I think it was, um, what's it got to be? What's it going to be? Oh, okay. What's it going to be? It was a, a something like that. And it was, which one? You coming over? You could, mm, maybe it was right around. It was around that same album. So it was one of your also first. Like all you need to be. That's all, all you need to be. Yes, that's I it. Yes, 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 yes. And it I immediately I was like, holy shit! Wait a second. Aww. And then I and then you guys were coming to town again, and I was like, get them in here. Somebody get them in here. I don't care who. What I have to do, get them in here. And you guys came in. You came on the morning show with us. You did a show in the. Um, in the in the conference room, which the videos are still up on YouTube, and it was Michael. so so great. Yeah, Michael was in the yeah, and it was just the three of you at the time. Our bass player. No, and you had a bass player with dreadlocks. Yeah, we had our bass player with dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> you had a bass player with dreadlocks. We never saw him again. I don't remember his a white name. White gentleman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in, hard to spot. Yeah, he was easy to spot in the crowd. That's little, true. White guy with dreadlocks. Yeah, and he was real quiet. He didn't he didn't have much personality. He going. was goofy too. Yeah. yeah, that's a goofy dude. Shout out to Michael. Yeah. Hey, Michael. He told me. One time he didn't like live music. What? <laughs> so I was thinking at that point, oh, okay. Well, this ought to be good. Well, no, this is going to work out. <laughs> that is awesome. So, and at that point, and I see now, I'm, it's driving me nuts because I'm, I'm thinking of a song and I got I to gotta find out which song it is because um, you guys had written it 24 hours before. You'd never played it in front of anybody. Do you remember what, what song I'm talking about? You played it for the first time for us in that conference room. and something off the Sounds of a Quiet Town. No, no, you've never released this song. Mm, yeah, I vaguely remember. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I do know exactly which one. It's called Chaser. That's right. Oh, it was Chaser we wrote with Brett Shiroki. That's right. That's yep. what it was. No, it was that's Chaser. not it. It was, we never released it. You, you, so okay, we it, played Chaser. Is it that you far? played Chaser, it, but it oh, was. Um, could have been that far. Is that far? Is it, that's probably yeah. one that you. <sighs> no, because we wrote that with Blake Bollinger years before. Yeah. No, you guys had just written it, and you said this is the first time we were ever playing it together you had just written it the night yeah it's on our it's on our youtube page it's driving me nuts of course that i can't remember it because it's josh is going to do the homework now he's looking it up it was um it's more than one word in the title it's driving me nuts anyway i want what i was trying to get to was your writing process because i remember my first impression of you guys when i first met you you guys were all kind of matching your clothing like everybody had like a black t-shirt on and jeans right and you all looked real tight together and then you guys started playing and i was blown away because i was i've never seen a band so in sync with each other it was like you were all on the same wavelength and that i thought was really really cool and then when you said we just wrote this song then i knew okay these guys are legit not only can they play their instruments well they can sing well they've got this great vibe together and they're writing their own music what did i just stumble into i'm like this is a jackpot right here you guys are amazing i'm gonna have to expand the buttons on my hat because my head's getting <laughs> <laughs> well but you should i mean you guys are you guys are crazy talented are you finding it yes, josh is so totally on our youtube page and looking it up oh yeah let me see if i 
it was a while ago. It was a while ago. So what are we looking at? 2015. Yeah, that's cheaper years. I'm trying to find. The oh, one. yeah. Cheaper you guys had also the one we had that because we hadn't released it yet. You hadn't released it yet. Cheap Year Years was what's great. It gonna be, what's it going to be? We hadn't it, it, it had to. What's it going to be? Probably. And we wrote that. No, no, no. It was how do you go? I just figured. How do you go? We wrote that with Josh Dunn. That was it. You had just finished writing it, and you start. You played it, and I was like, damn, that's a great song. Thank you. I love that song. It's such a great song. I just realized all the songs we played that day are on our Spotify EP. Well, there you go. Except for, oh, even How Do You Go? Yeah. yeah. How Do You Go, yeah. Killing It. Um, all right. So the songs they played live in the in the conference room here at Telemedia Broadcasting, the very first time they came in, are all on their Spotify playlist. So yep. if you've got a Spotify membership, go there and download it immediately. You don't immediately. need a membership now. No? Oh, right on. Fall, fall free. Get to Spotify. Get these guys on your playlist. Music's free now, folks. I like free music. Yeah. Everybody likes free music. As a consumer, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So let's talk about the Spotify thing, because you guys, uh, this last this past year, you put together a Spotify playlist. You had an exclusive Spotify release, if I'm not mistaken, that right? Yep. That was the EP, yeah, right? And then things kind of went sideways with Spotify. Yeah, that was uh, all across the board for all of Nashville, actually. Um, Spotify, I think what happened is it's, um, and hold on to your pants because this is going to be a crazy thing, but I think <laughs> the internet blew it way more out of proportion than it really was. Oh, shocker. Which has never happened No, that internet. never happens ever. Um, and, and there was politics involved, which again, never blown happens. out of the water, which never happens. Yeah. So, um, but what ended up happening was I think people just kind of got wind of how much control that the record labels actually have over Spotify. Gotcha. Um, and that's when the songwriters kind of stepped in and were like, hey, we're not getting paid enough. This is kind of ridiculous. Um, and... I mean, it's, you know, it's still a battle that they're fighting to get um, just a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah. So that's really what it was. Um, we didn't own those recordings. Okay. Um, Sony still owned them from when we had our Sony deal. And so the only way we were in kind of a standstill with Sony at the time. Um, and so what we ended up doing was just putting them on Spotify so that we could just get the music out there instead right. of owning them and making CDs and, and then selling hard copies and then having them out on like iTunes and all that. We just said, Hey, this is our only outlet. So let's, let's do that. Yeah. So we put them out at that same time that that happened. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that definitely clears it up for me. Cause I was pissed at Spotify. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, it's no. tough as a songwriter. It's tough, but I mean, sure. you know, as a consumer, we understand and, Honestly, it's just the way it is right now. And there's powers that are out there, you know, fighting the good fight. And um, I'm not trying to make a stand either one way or the other. But, you know, as a songwriter, it'd be nice to collect a little bit bigger paycheck every every quarter when they come rolling in from the It's your blood, sweat, and tears right there. That's right. It's our songs. It's Mm -hmm. our stories, you know. Yeah. And you guys tell some great stories. Thank you. You really, really do. I'm going to go around the room. Do you guys each have a favorite radio romance song? So which child do we like best? Which child do you like best? What's your favorite child? Can I go last? Okay. Dang it. What about it? Can I go second to last? Okay. <laughs> Adam, you're up. <laughs> yeah, Adam, you're the newest. You have to go first. That's it. Mm. Is this the one released? It doesn't have to be. No, just a song that's your favorite that you guys have ever done. Harder, actually. Um, yeah, I don't... So yeah. as long as it's a radio romance song. Okay. <laughs> um, I would have to go with... Like the Moon. Like the Moon. God, that's such a great song. It's my favorite. Yeah. What do you think, Moy? Pressure's on. Hmm. I don't know. The, the I love a song that we haven't released. Basically, it's 
not gone any further than the writing process. Okay. So Whiskey Wishes. Whiskey Wishes. All right. Yeah. Look for that maybe soon, someday maybe soon, from Radio Romance. Or maybe never. Maybe never. Yeah. Maybe it's there's one you keep of, to yourself. I bet you have a lot. of maybe never songs that you write, but there's also, you know, we're also going to be pushing, um, I think what we've, we've all talked about and we're going to start doing that, that you'll be the fifth person to hear about it because we were the first four to hear about uh-huh. it. Uh, I think what we're just going to start doing is after we write these songs, just work them up and then put them on, on just Instagram and Facebook. Just be like, what do you think about this? Yeah. What do you think about that one? So yeah. there's going to be more stuff coming out that people might just surprise us and be like, you have to buy this song. You know? Oh, yeah. And um, then you guys add them to shows sometimes, too, and you play them forever before you ever release them, which, yeah, which we, is... Yeah, which we have plenty of those tonight. Yeah. We have about three tonight mm-hmm. that I know of off the top of my head that we have yet to release even, but people know the words to some of them, yeah. which is super crazy and awesome, and that's part of the dream come true. Yeah. Well, you're not getting away with not telling me your favorite song. I do know. I have I have made up my mind on that one. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think it's going to be a shock to the boys, but I think Killing It is oh, my favorite one. That's uh, such a great song. I think song. lyrically um, and just the overall vibe of it... Um, I just I love I love performing it. It's a great it just, tune. I feel it so much when we play it, and I just love being a part of a song that we just feel every night when you play it. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, I you know I think playing a song for ten years, you tend to sometimes you want to switch it up, but that one, you know, you just it's wild every time. I just feel it every time. Well, yeah, it's such a great tune, and it's a true story, correct? Very true story. Yeah. Yeah, we wrote it with our with a good friend of ours and monster songwriter, Mr. Josh Dunn. Amazing. Uh, Josh just uh, had his very first uh, radio song cut. It was the Brantley Gilbert hometown song. Really? Yeah. That's happens a great in a hometown. Yeah. Uh, small, small town. What happens Sorry. in a small town? Yeah. Yeah. Small it's town. number one this week, by yeah. the way. Yeah. 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 Apparently Gilbert and Lindsay first, L. That was his first major cut. Amazing. And it went number one. Yeah. Hey, his first major cut was Weekend. His first major oh, cut was oh, Weekend that's by Radio right. Romance. Let's get this. <laughs> keep the record straight on that. Weekend. Absolutely. It was his first. You're absolutely right. That's amazing. Both Big Machine Records, mind you. Excellent. The same record label. Very cool. So the Big Machine Records love Josh Dunn and so does Radio Romance. We've written majority, I would say about... Now, about 75% of all Radio Romance songs have Josh, Dame, Josh Dunn's name on them. That's awesome. When we co-write with them. He's yeah. just a good buddy of ours. So, but killing it. It's also my dad's favorite song. That's a great song. And, you know, fun fact, that was the very first song you guys played in the conference room. That's awesome. It's killing it. I remember it. And I just think being I would like, probably push for that. <laughs> that's <myself>. a badass <laughs> song. It's a great song. All right, Josh, you're up. What's your favorite Radio Romance song? All right. Um, Lose My Number. <sighs> yeah. Every time, like, yeah, um, come back that with that. Yes. Yeah, and, and I was reminded because, um, randomly sometimes, you know, people go through phases where they're listening to their music, and we yeah. get tagged, um, when people post about us on Instagram, their stories. Yeah. Like, a huge percentage of the time it's lose my number and so I went back and I was like man maybe I should go you know revisit and uh, work it up song. just in case you know and is, I was is like that wow on B-sides or is that yeah, on B-sides yeah, yeah. Yep. Such the last track album. that's such a great album oh, that's one you. of those albums that you can put on you don't have to shuffle it you can listen to it from the first track to the last track and just kill it the whole time it's oh, such a great awesome. song yeah, what is track true. three on B-sides what is track three it's um because oh, I always ask you guys to play it and you and you don't play it out make it count make it count that's another that's another one that is one of my all time favorite radio romance another songs. real story that's a very tell us that's another josh dunn that's oh, another josh awesome. dunn oh yeah man i like that that's well, you gotta plug bart butler on the lose my number i 
of yeah. uh, plug-in people. He's, yeah, yeah, he's um, <laughs> he's he's producing John Party right now. He's crushing it. Like, That's amazing. They're doing so good. I saw him at the Titans game two Sundays ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Right on. Bart. <laughs> I love that guy. Shout out to Bart. Yeah. Oh man, so many great songs. So we're we're hitting on a lot of great songs. You guys have two CDs out, uh, your EP on Spotify, and then you've just got a bunch of singles out there for people to check out, and they're all over the place. It's it's hard to miss Radio Romance. Yeah, twas the year of new music yes. for Radio Romance. We you guys had three rapid-fire singles in a row. We did. I think we've up to five now, total six. Four. Actually, it's four, four. and mm-hmm. another one. Another, another one's one. coming? Yeah. How yes. soon? Very soon. And Very before, soon? Before we leave, we might have to play it for Crystal. Yeah. We oh. will play it for Crystal, but we can only do it off air. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, nope. Sorry, everyone. Listening. Sorry, folks. Yeah, You'll have to, to wait it. for it. Um, <laughs> it might be in a couple weeks. I don't oh, that's exciting. <laughs> that's we exciting. We haven't yet announced yet when we're going to release it. <laughs> okay. But it's sooner, relatively Sooner than, than later. later. Sooner than later. Yeah. That's right. cool. If, out of all the soons that are coming up <laughs> compared to all the laters. Yeah. And in the music get, industry, there's a lot of soons. <laughs> yeah. This is in the actually soon. This is actual okay. soon, not music industry soon. Okay. This music is radio industry romance soon, soon is like, oh, we'll get to it in two years. Yeah. That's music industry soon. So there's another story that I just thought of um, that I love to hear. So I don't know who wants to tell the story, but I want to hear the story of how you came up with the name Radio Romance. Because I yeah. saw it at the ra- uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah. I actually saw proof mm-hmm. of the, the origin of Radio Romance. Tell so, us the story. So we used to, we started, um, the, we as a band started out um, cutting our teeth on Broadway together. And really it was just to keep together and keep money rolling in uh, while we were working on our own original music. Um, but we were a cover band. Um, on Broadway and it was it was a lot of fun because we were playing all the good shifts at the time and just having a great time but we kept naming ourselves something different we would work for tips so we would ask folks like hey you know if you want to name the band tonight and it got real That's PG-13 awesome. and I'm later sure. <laughs> uh, but if you want to name the band tonight you know we guarantee saying it so many times we just toss in like a 20 or the best bet wins or whatever but I remember somebody asking us, like, hey, y'all really need to take your band name serious because people are going to start taking you more serious. And Good advice. we were like, yeah, I mean, every... every You're like, dang it. <laughs> well, it was like, we weren't taking ourselves seriously because we were like, well, this is just the cover band version. And it's like, no, every version is you, you know? And so we realized that every time you step foot on the field, you got to go play ball. And Who was that person? It was a bartender friend okay. of ours. Um, um, well, Matt... Matt was always the one in our ear, but it was it was one of the girls down there. Kindly. It wasn't kindly. It was the short one. She still works there. Um, Which bar? The Legends. Legends. So we're right there so on Legends, Legends Corner. Corner. Yeah. This was back. This is back before like you wouldn't walk past Third Street at nighttime, and now all of Broadway is you go to yeah. all of Broadway and you go all the way down Second and stuff. Um, so it was a lot smaller street back then. Um, but we were playing Legends Corner. And we were counting our tips one night after everybody had left. And uh, I just started looking at album covers all over because there's a bunch of 33s yeah. and 45s all over the wall. And behind a neon Bud Light sign, there's an old Eddie Rabbit album. And the Eddie Rabbit album is actually called Radio Romance. Yeah. And so that's where I first initially actually got the idea. Not even a week later... Um, we get a uh, hit up from some friends, fans of ours. Uh, somebody sent us a text like, y'all are already in the Hall of Fame, you know, ha-ha yeah. or whatever. And, <laughs> and so to kind of elaborate what you're saying, um, you know, the 80s era of country music. Right. 
um, was considered really when it was at its peak of uh, all kinds of influences, pop mm-hmm. and rock and roll, gospel, um, and of course, co- traditional country. And so, and R&B, all yeah. that. And so, um, we loved that aspect of it because it's an ode to classic country yeah. with a with a twist, you know, a new age sound and a new age name. Yeah. Even. Uh, it's definitely an envelope pushing name even after 10 years yeah. uh, of being this band. And so I think that's something that's it's unique and that was important to us. We had to have a unique name. Um, and then so but um, but it's definitely it was it was meant to be reminded of where country music was and we are hopefully in the ballpark of where country music's going as well. Well, and let's talk about that because a lot of times you hear people griping and complaining about new country music. It's not real country music. That's not country. I hear it all the time. Of course, working at the radio station, we'll add a new song by whoever and it'll be, that's not country. It is. It absolutely is. And when people get upset because pop stars jump in on country tracks, like remember when Sheena Easton was singing on, you know what I mean? It's Kenny Rogers and it's... there's well, so Dolly many. Was pop. Yeah. Dolly was straight pop. I mean. Islands in the Stream dude, was a top 40 hit. <laughs> I, I will always love you. Whitney Houston did it. But it's yeah. a pop song. Dolly. And Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people remember this, but Alabama was made fun of. Yeah. They were actually made fun of and called a boy band. Yeah. Before. And now yeah. they are. Uh, you can't touch them. You can't touch them. Now, granted, I mean, they're amazing live still. We saw them a couple yep. years ago. We played a festival and they were the headliners with Chris Young and it was just amazing. But, but you know, there were so many. There's so many much pop. I mean, in the 70s, there was a TV sh- series called Pop Goes the Country. Really? And you can see Jerry Reed, huh. Jerry Reed playing yes. Pop Goes the Country in an all white uh-huh. with plastic leather shoes, <laughs> shiny shoes on and tight leather pants, white. Amazing. I mean, look, let me just tell you something. I love Jerry Reed and his country is all get out, but I'm not wearing tight white leather pants. <laughs> right, yeah. So we're already got a leg up on not being a boy band right there. There you go. You know? so, there you uh, go. Pop's always been a part. Everything's always been a part of country music. Absolutely. Also, always. Yeah. And I think country music is an evolution. I, I think it's cyclical and every so often you get those bands that sound real hardcore country, but otherwise it's real mainstream middle of the road you can get the bro country in there you can get the bra country in there which i personally love bra country you know you know bra country sarah evans you know that but then you get you get those standout performers and they're the ones that make everybody go oh those guys aren't country then because this is what i'm i want to hear this is what i'm used to the twang and the banjo and the steel guitar and all that kind of stuff but you know, and I roll my eyes at that because I'd rather hear some electric guitar. I'd rather hear some great drum solos. I'd rather hear a, a beat that I can dance to, a song that tells me a story. For me, that's country music. Yeah, and also another argument there is, I mean, if you look at Stapleton's um, repertoire of what songs he's written and uh, compared to, like, what he plays, who he is as a songwriter uh, is way different persona than the one that he has on stage in his album. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's written pop songs. That's why he knows mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Well, and the last song he was just on with, Ed Sheeran and yeah, Bruno so, Mars, which, that is a way, banging how's song. How is that not the song of the generation? Thank you. Know. Because Thank rock you, radio was afraid to play it. Yeah, yeah. It's not rock enough. But it wasn't pop enough and it wasn't country enough. But I crank it in my Jeep all the time. It's such a great song. And that's kind of like the old way of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, I remember reading a quote when I was in college. Uh, Duke Ellington said people were like, so you're getting all this criticism. Is your music jazz or is it not? Like, this has been going on since music was right. a thing. People are always going to complain. But he was like, well, that's not up to me. Like, you know, as an artist, our job is to make the music that we want to make. And yeah. that who you know represents who we are. And then it's up to the other the people um, like that categorize the music. They can call it whatever they want. Right. It's not our fault if they call 
anything, anything. Right. We're just putting out music that we love, and you know that's just how artists look at it. So, Absolutely, and it's going to evolve. Jimmy Buffett said one time that his music was a rudderless ship. I love it. A rudderless ship. Now, you back in the 80s, in the late 70s, early 80s, you found Jimmy Buffett on country radio. And, you know, he did the License to Chill album in, like, 2010. Again, country radio hits. But would you call Jimmy Buffett a country star? No, of course not. But he's kind of off there in his own little genre by himself. Not little. I shouldn't say little because you got Kenny Chesney. You got Zach Brown Band. You got everybody doing the beach music now. And the beach music has even found its way into country radio. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Caroline Jones and Gulf Coast Jake. Girl and Jake Owen, Barefoot Jake. I mean, of course. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. It's all about, for me, it's all about the vibe. It's all about how that music makes you feel. What do they say? Um, music speaks when you can't find the words, right? So you guys find the words and you wrap them together in such a beautiful package. And it's it's just really fun for me and for everybody to come out and see you guys play live. But we still crank up those songs in our cars, too. So it's it's just it's an amazing journey to have been able to witness for the last three years with you guys. So first of all, thank you for letting me have a front row seat. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you. I super appreciate that. I super appreciate that. And of course, you know, we've got the hometown tie with Josh here and we have sort of adopted Sam as our own up here in Fredericksburg. And of course, our Illinois boy and our were you Texas native. Native, right? Yep. Yeah, Texas native Adam. We've got we've kind of adopted you guys as our hometown favorites. I always say that hometown favorites. Radio Romance are in town, and uh, it's you know what though, but the fact that you guys um, have let us in on this story is really really cool because not a lot of time there's not a lot of times where you can get this relationship going with a radio station and a band. You know what that's I mean? That's really exciting. Nine I, times out of ten, I gotta go for freaking label. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and that's the thing. We, you know, we also try to do business like the way that you know the old old timers do it. Yeah. You know, we it's you know there's a reason that a lot of stuff was done on a handshake back then because you get FaceTime with these people mm-hmm. and you also have your word behind it as opposed to just contracts and calling people on the phone. And yeah, there's times and places for all the contracts and the times on the phone, but. It's got to be personal because it's our business. And Agreed. You know, there is always a time for separation of professionalism and personal stuff. But when you're talking about making music, I mean, it, it's one thing. You don't just go to work and then clock off. I mean, yeah. this is, we literally live at our job. All Absolutely. The time. Yeah, same here. And it, it's all about relationships. And I still remember, and I will always be grateful for this. I still remember when you guys signed with Big Machine. And I said to Josh, oh, man, am I going to have to go through, like, a handler now? And he said, no, you always call me. Yeah. And that's that's the deal, yeah. That's the deal. Well, and then as the artist too, we want to, you know, we're always going to be the ones that are pitching for our team the most, and so we're yeah. the ones that are going to be going to our handlers and be like, no, well, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, you know. And I think it's important for you guys to keep that level of control. Well, you know, and those handlers have changed names and titles, and mm-hmm. people's faces come and go. Um, we're very thankful for all of them that have been in our lives to some aspect or another, and have helped us along the way and put in their own time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just us. It's this is our this is our baby, you know. Yeah. This is our project, and you got to protect it. Yeah, and we also the way we handle our stuff too is like you know we we represent Radio Romance uh, from the time we wake up, to the time we go to bed, and mm-hmm. we're very fortunate to have lovely ladies in our lives that do the same. They think oh, the we're going to talk way. about that in a minute. They represent us every <laughs> step of the way. You know, yeah, so. but that's how we that's how we view it too. Yeah, and Adam, it looks like you're here to stay. They finally put your face on a T-shirt. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> you should be. You should be. I finally made it. You made it onto the T-shirt. You don't have to draw yourself on the T-shirts mm. anymore. Yep. It's good. Sorry. It's really good. I, I did enjoy that, though. <laughs> I do have one limited edition Radio Romance hand-drawn yes. Adam T-shirt in my office that I we're going to give away. holding a beer. Yeah. 
He might be. He might be. I, I think have to look I drew closely. a couple beers in his hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to represent myself accurately. Yeah, that's so. amazing. Also, Adam thought that Dairy Queen was only in Texas when he first joined the that's band. That's so cute. Um, because <laughs> because their motto in Texas is... It's on, the, it's on the commercial. It's DQ. That's what I love about Texas. And when you buy stuff from Dairy Queen, there it has the wrappers that the chicken fingers come in and around the cup. Everything just says the word Texas as many times as they could fit it. Listen, Texas is really proud of Texas. They're, they love they love Texas. Yeah. Nobody loves Texas more than Texas, That's I promise. That's true. Adam makes us remember that quite a bit. And so he thought that Dairy Queen was actually only in and originated in Texas, when in all actuality, it originated in Illinois, where That's boys That's amazing. Fraud. I was yeah. going to say, but see, as Moy and I know, Dairy Queen is only oh, yeah. open in the summertime, right? Yeah, we were in... <laughs> when we were at it was, home... It was, they didn't sell burgers. No, they didn't sell burgers. And you walked up to the window to get yep. your ice cream cones, mm-hmm. right? But they were closed in the winter because it's too freaking cold right. up there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I remember riding my bike to Dairy Queen back home. But that, I remember, Adam, we were in Illinois, and Adam goes, they have Dairy Queens here? <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm like, what are you talking I had to turn the car around. What are you talking about? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Now, you guys have literally been across the country, haven't you? Literally. At this point, you have played. Have, is there a state that you yet to play in and that you want to go to? Yeah, there's some spots in the Midwest, in the North Midwest, that we have. I mean, like the Dakotas, You Wyoming, haven't been up to my old uh, haunts. Alaska. Hawaii. I want to go to Alaska and Hawaii, but yeah. like the landlock, you know, the, the 48, we haven't, uh, we haven't hit. Gosh, I think like yeah, like there's not many. I know that. there's Nebraska. not many because this year you guys were all the way in California, yeah. right? Yeah. You've been yeah. Oregon would forth. be one too. We haven't, been we haven't to. hit. We haven't, haven't hit. hit the or Wyoming. There's really or not a whole Oregon. lot going on there. Yeah, Montana. <laughs> Montana. I could hook you up with some friends. They're probably having a party at their house. And well, we all North just Dakota. start naming all the states and see if we can name all of them. Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> no. I <don't>. No. <laughs> all right, then let's switch gears because now it's time to talk about those ladies in your life Aww. because Aww. there's four good-looking men in my studio right now, and I know that there's been groupy situations in the past, but those days are pretty much over because for the first time in radio romance history. One of y'all got married. That's me. You did good too. I did. You did so good. I love marrying up. It was a good great job, idea bro. on my yeah. part. Yeah. Score. Yeah, man. So tell us about Hillary. How'd you guys meet? So we grew up uh, three streets away from each other. So you've known each other almost our entire life. Wow. Her dad was my math teacher, <laughs> and uh, this might come as a shocker, but I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm not only bad and at math. And you still got permission yeah, to marry the I'm girl? I'm not only bad at math, I slept in his math class. Oh my gosh. And he let you marry his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Well, you must have made up for he it. Was like, he was like that really cool teacher that would kind of just let you sometimes sleep in his class because he would always say, when he would pull you aside afterwards, he would say, I understand that school isn't for everyone sometimes. Oh, that is a good teacher. And though. I didn't know how deep that was until a lot later in my life. Right. But, um, no, it's a great family and, and uh, I love her to death. And uh, we just got a puppy. Aww. The internet doesn't know yet, but we did just get a <laughs> German Shepherd Melanois puppy. Aww. She's amazing. I bet. Her name's Kudzu, like the vine. Because love it. she is all encompassing and is going to grow like wildfire. Oh my God, that's so, adorable. Yes. Look at everything he does is like romantic, right? Like, <laughs> do, you guys ever, do you guys ever try to up your game to be as sweet as Sam. Everybody's got their own speed, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's their own versions, you know. Everybody's got their version. Absolutely. So does it does it make you guys feel like settling down is the next step when you see one of your boys get married? 
Even boys like really, Matt. Really Everyone's you know so unique in the yeah. band, and I think you know just, we're proud of them and happy for them. Absolutely. But it, it doesn't really change. And you guys are all in the wedding, right? Or at oh, the wedding? Yep, oh, in yeah. the wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in the wedding. Everybody's in the wedding. That's right. Yeah, it looked like you guys had a great time. We did. It was yeah. a beautiful venue that um, her mom found, and uh, it was awesome out there in Tennessee. And um, she moved from Dallas to Tennessee. She was working at the Children's Hospital in Dallas. Moved out there to Tennessee to be with us and she loves Radio Romance. I mean, who she doesn't? She pushes Radio Romance hard. She does. She, she's like, oh, you have to go do this. Go do that. But you know what? She's a rock star in her own right. Oh, man. That's what I say. I think she's the rock star in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Sure. By a landslide. I mean, this girl was a gymnast at Ohio State and had a 4.0 scholarship while doing her physical therapy doctorate there with no uh, aid. You know, a lot she's of these amazing. athletes yeah. get those aids to help them through, like do their own homework and stuff. Right. Nope. Girl's a rock star. She's a rock star. She's a beast, dude. You go, Hillary. Yeah. Speaking of other rock stars in the band, let's talk about Cam real quick, Josh. Because that girl's a boss babe. She is. Boss babe. Boss babe. She is crushing it. She is crushing it. She's amazing. So you met Cam Mm -hmm. down at the Eagle's Nest. That's right, yes. In Virginia Beach, right? Which I'm sad to say doesn't exist anymore. I know. It's really a bummer. I know. A lot of bars down there are closed now. Shaka's closed down. Like, there's all kinds of really cool places down there that you guys would have been playing. But dang it. Bars come and go, though. It's okay. Anyway, you meet Cam. Yes. The uh, world stops. Pretty much. And the funny thing is our first date was um, New Year's Eve, Times Square, when we were playing the Opry stage. Yeah. You know? That was our first date, you know? It's hard to beat that. That's Yeah. yeah. I'm like, now I kind of curse myself because, like, you know. How are you going to outdo that this year? You know? It's like, geez. (laughs) Yeah, he met her. And I remember she came up to me. She goes, hey, uh, what's the story on your guitar player? I was like, just go walk up to him and give him your phone number, and he will think it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to him. What a yeah, wingman. Really yeah. What a wingman. Like, just walk up to him and give him your phone number. Don't say anything. Just sh- That was an alley-oop. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Nicely was like, done, Sam. Yeah. And then and then we see her at, we see her at Times Square in New York and I was like, oh, cool. Hey. Right, it worked. Yep. So you got her number. She walks up to you, just quietly hands you her number. What do you think? Um, well, I remember putting it in my phone. She was like, um, so I'm going to give you my number. I was like, yes, you are. And so, <laughs> I was like, that's perfect, actually. All right. <laughs> well I wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That's um, amazing. And we just talked for a couple of days. And one night, um, I think I had a glass of wine. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I was a little liquid wine. <laughs> All right. So maybe three glasses of wine. <laughs> I just got brave enough. And I was Whole like, bottle. you know what? How would you like to, you know, to be my date for New Year's? And uh, she was like, yep. I'm booking the flight. And I'm like, all right. Wow. Sweet. Right on. That's amazing. So you guys been together for what two years just about just about um, two years yeah. yeah and you guys have a dog too right chip off the old chip. tour bus yeah. he's got his own instagram he's old adorable yep. <laughs> i'm missing him now too it's only Aww. been a couple days yeah <laughs> so that's got to be the hard part now that you guys are you know where you are in your relationship world now you're out on the road and they're staying behind is that the tough part gosh it's, yeah, it's the hardest part sorry but- i totally just drove a stake through sam's <laughs> heart he's like oh i miss my wife but, but sometimes that's they'll hard. come, you know, they'll come out, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fun too. But well, we're very fortunate. All the girls in our lives are just so supportive. Like they love it as much as we do. And that's so important to it find is. somebody you're equally yoked with, just like you and old red, big red, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. red and blue. It's the cutest thing, but, I love it. um, <laughs> you know, and, um, we're just very fortunate to have somebody that just pushes as hard as we do. And yeah, it sucks. I mean, I get, I miss you texts all the time. I'm sure. It ruins my day for a long time. But <laughs> yeah. but at the end of the day, she's like, you can't be home. You have to go on the road. You have to. Well, and then nowadays it's a lot easier than it was back in the day because now you've got FaceTime and you've got Snapchats and you've got text messages. And so you're pretty much in contact even when, even when you're on the road. 
Yeah. And now, are you guys, I'm looking at you, Adam and Moy, are y'all dating anybody right now? Is there anybody you want to talk about? I am dating someone. Uh, her name's Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. She is uh, actually from Clifton, Virginia, but she lives the in The Virginia Nashville. girls, man, they'll get oh, you every time. I just realized three oh, yeah. blondes from Virginia. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, How'd y'all uh, meet, Adam? We met on Hinge. And then, oh. where, and then what did, what did... What is Hinge? It's a, it's a dating app. Yes. What, did her, what did her place say? Oh, tell a story. Tell, tell oh, okay. the story. You All met, right. you met right. Alyssa on Hinge. Yeah, and like, so you have to put questions, and um, it's like less, I guess, like, let's say... Hook up, if you will. It's not, it's not Tinder. It's not Tinder. Yeah. Okay, it's so, a little like, more classy than Tinder. You have to put Tinder. a bunch of stuff about yourself, and like um, you have to respond to those things. And okay. one was like, um, what, "What is your like your favorite place to go?" And hers was like La Hacienda, and we have this Mexican food restaurant right by. Our, oh, I've seen it on your Facebook. Oh, yeah. I've seen oh, it on your guys. It's everybody's birthday at La Hacienda, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We go it looks there delicious all the time. Yeah, and I was like. I love that place. We should go on a date there. <laughs> that was his first thing. That was oh, the yeah. pickup line. Listen, oh, yeah. girls love guacamole. It's yeah. it's a thing. Let's be honest. It's margaritas and queso. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Two for ones there. Well, That's Mondays. a plug for La Hacienda. Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Oh they man. They catered the the thing that we did before my wedding. The day before my wedding. They catered your rehearsal dinner. Yeah. That's right on. Very cool. Oh yeah. So we've been together for about eight months now. And it's going well. It's going well. Her, Regular uh, chips and salsa. Oh yeah, definitely. Her. Uh, <laughs> Like ten of <laughs> ten of her family members are coming to the show tonight. Oh, very cool! <laughs> yeah, she's, very very cool. She's unfortunately could not make it, but Aww. they're going to come. It's all right. The fam's going to make sure they that you stay in line. But my yeah. wife and her had lunch today. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! So she's down in Nashville. Oh yeah, she's living down there. All yeah. right, Moy, you're up. Are you on Hinge? The ladies want to know. No, definitely no. not. <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> but I am here to tell you that there are angels in this cosmos. True. But there are also demons. That is very true. That is very true. And but Did heart- you call my mama. <laughs> Heartbreak makes for great songwriting, though, does it oh, not? Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, do you do you guys write more when you're heartbroken, or do you write more when you're happily in love? That just, I mean, that's really just kind of the effect of where you are in your life when you sit down to write. I think we schedule yeah. times to write, but yeah. what we write is never scheduled. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to drop any dimes on anybody, but I know you've dated a Virginia girl here and there, yeah. haven't you, Moy? Absolutely. And yeah. then Virginia girls just left skid marks on your heart, didn't they? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it's lessons learned. Lessons learned. Very true. You know, yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, it, you're always going to love. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So whether it turns artists. out or not. Yeah. It's it's still a good thing. It's still a good thing. It's an experience. Yeah, you learn from it and you move on. Yeah. yeah. And and it, I had a psychic once that that said, "You don't carry around yesterday's garbage because all it does is stink up today." Yeah. Right. So you forgive, you forget, you move on, because there's always another Virginia girl. There's lots of them. There's gorgeous ones. They're going to be out tonight. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Which one of you is the responsible one? That gets everybody to the gigs on time, makes sure you guys are at rehearsal, nobody gets too out of hand. Who is that? I think that? it alternates whoever's feeling it that day. Whoever's feeling yeah. it that Who is it tonight? Well, we all showed up on time. Yeah. Now you did all show <laughs> up. We've been doing good lately. No, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't try to put anything in each other's hands. We, we do a really good job of staying in our own lanes and just yeah. kind of, and then, you know, we, we communicate well. You guys really do communicate well. I don't think I've ever seen any of y'all like mad at each other. 
Well, I mean, that's not. Cool. Well, maybe there was that one time. <laughs> we don't show it. Maybe there was that one time, that one after party we were headed to, and you were in my back seat, and the guys didn't know where you were. <laughs> and Josh called number. up. Yeah. And Josh called up and said, "You're supposed to drive the van." <laughs> so there was that. Well, we were scared. We were like, know. "Where's our friend?" <laughs> I didn't know I was driving. It's all right. He's with us. <laughs> oh, but you guys are always a blast to have in town. I thank you so so much for hanging out with me. Um, would you believe an hour has passed? Oh, I know. I don't even feel like I got halfway through the stuff that I wanted to talk about Aww. with you guys. But that's all right. Can because... we do a rapid fire real quick? Sure. <laughs> like a little, like every answer gets like one sentence and then go for it. Ooh, all right. Rapid fire. Do I have to come up with the questions? I thought you said you didn't get to have it, so I was just no. I really didn't part. because we we didn't get to talk about all the guys, the 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 people that you've written with. You have a long list of amazing, talented friends yeah, that well, you guys have fortunate. written with. Well, that's just the time of living in Nashville. Yeah, even you just in this past couple years. Yeah, um, our next song uh, that we're getting ready to release, we wrote with Mr. Emerson Hart from the band Tonic, nice. the lead singer, who actually he has a new song out and coming out with a new album. That's amazing, yeah. and you've done some writing with Mitchell Tenpenny. Love him. Yeah. What did you write with him just recently? You guys had a single that. Um, so we wrote the phone with him off our yeah. first album. But okay. then the new one is actually with Dallas Wilson. Okay. His guitar player. So this one wasn't with Mitchell. This one was with Dallas. But okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You guys were writing with that Aaron Tippin like in 2019. Love Aaron Tippin. Holy cow. He's been quite a supporter of the team. Um, we still have to go out to his winery and go out to fly his planes with him. What? Where's his winery? I want to go. It's, uh, it's all billboards all over the place in Nashville. Oh, it's out in Tennessee somewhere. Okay. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll have to get, bring some wine to you. At some oh, point. my God. Absolutely. So who else have you guys written with this recently? Because I know there's the list is long. Um, yeah. I mean, really, it's it's a lot of just friends that are songwriters. A lot of people might, listeners might not know who they are. Okay. So. Yeah. But so, I mean, still some incredible, incredible influences, too. Yeah. And I love the fact that you guys have started doing, and you've been doing this for a while, about a year now, a 90s medley set mm. in, you know, mm-hmm. during your that you guys go back to the 90s you pay homage to the 90s yeah. and you kill it by the way Josh mm-hmm. on uh, John Michael Montgomery oh, thanks, yeah. wait till you guys see this if you guys have got the chance to see Radio Romance live just ever holy cow anyway we like to burn it down sometimes you like to burn it down but we like to break it down yes sometimes too mm-hmm. and slow it down there's room for everything there's a little room for everything you know what's your favorite song to perform Oof. Uh, per, uh, ours or a cover either one Cover mountain music, mm-hmm. yeah, by Alabama, and then yeah. our, ours to perform again. I'd still say it's the same thing as killing, killing it. Killing it, yeah. yeah. What about you, Josh? Ooh, um, dang, probably it might be any of the '90s country. I just love yeah. '90s country. Yeah, it's yeah. fun on guitar. It's any of that, but it really and, brings the energy in a room, just like through the roof. For sure, that and, was the um, radio stations back then, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were playing burners. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and then style. slow, slow songs. Yes, mid tempo was always a thing in country music, yeah. but. Then there was a lot more of just the flux of those rocking songs, those mm, ain't going down till the sun mm, comes up, those kind of songs that you're just trying to figure out how the hell he breathed yeah. through that entire song. Yep. When did you catch your breath? Yeah. You know, and when you are out there doing the Grundy County auction, yeah. I'm I'm doing this. I'm like, how? What? It, breathe. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just it's amazing. What about you, Moy? What's your favorite song to perform? Uh, I'd say Cheapier Years. Cheapier Years, so great. And that's such yeah. a moment too during yeah. your guys' set. It's such a moment, like a bonding moment for the audience and the band. Yeah, it's it's got dynamics. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's a fun song. It's a great song. What about your favorite cover to play? Ah. Uh, I, I will say, I don't know, I like the train beats, anything with a train beat. Okay. I kind of put my own thing into it. Yeah. Not your traditional. You are so in a zone, too, when you're playing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It, I, it, 
it, it comes when you're playing something like drums it's it's not only musical but the physical aspect of it oh yeah and if if you get off just one bit it's done <laughs> you gotta stay in that zone yeah. yeah yeah you have to what's the thing oh before I, I'm about to ask another question I forgot Adam's over there Adam you're leaving me out I'm so sorry <laughs> favorite songs to sing or to perform cover and original uh, I'd say for original weekend uh, mm-hmm. this is one that won us Nash Next Heck yeah. for our, our final performance and um, I'd say covers I'd say we don't really do a lot, but any George Strait song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just as a just as a rule, anything he's from, from the King. Because yeah. he's from Texas. Oh, it's yeah. that Texas thing again. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. <laughs> and I will tie this in. Uh, I, so my favorite original is Like the Moon to play. Yeah. And it's because it's the 90s country guitar. The solo on there is something so I you know, like would play on Soul too. Yeah. yeah. So trying to bring that sound back a little bit too. Yeah. But. So this band is also one of the most disciplined bands that I've gotten to know. You guys are incredibly disciplined. You have rituals before your show. Before you go on, there are vocal warm-ups. There is zen moments that you have to take. Go around the room. Which one, What's yours, Josh? Mine is I like to be pretty much alone mm-hmm. and in a quiet space because it's really getting your mental game on before you play because if I don't have that I usually like the first two or three songs I'm just not in it you know know, so it's like for me it's very important to have that little bit of downtime but yeah what do you do Moy? yes uh, same thing with me I have pretty intense social anxiety Mm -hmm. so I have to be alone yeah I need um just silence and alone and I'll I'll listen to some music and warm up a little bit yeah you know, I don't sit there and warm up a ton, but right. get get sticks in my hand and like play on a, the in the van, you know, like yeah. play on the seat or something. And the guys leave you alone. Like everybody, you guys all know your rituals yeah. and everybody. So you mentioned your social anxiety. People don't oh, think yeah. about that when you're a performer. Yeah. I have the same thing. People, I always say I'm an Absolutely. outgoing introvert. Yeah. Before I go into a situation where I've got to turn it up to 10, I'm like you. I need to have that yeah. moment of my own where I have to slow down my heart rate a little yeah. bit because you're freaking out. Yeah, Just yeah. a slight bit. <laughs> I know you exactly gotta get, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you got to get yourself yeah. to center. So, yeah, and, totally and, get you that. Know, and I have to plan it mm-hmm. like days in advance. Oh, yeah. If I don't do that, if I don't like prepare for it, yeah. it won't work. Because it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, I can't keep going. No. I have to go back. You've and, peopled like, enough. Meditate for mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. And start again. <laughs> yeah. Because it does. It does take a lot out of yeah. you mentally, physically, emotionally. Yep. It's all. And people don't realize that. They just think this comes easy. This yeah. must come easy for everybody. No, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And recently I've been going to therapy mm-hmm. and learning and doing a lot of research. Yeah. So that's been helping. Yeah. Stuff I wish I knew back in my 20s. Right. Because when you don't know what's going on, you just think you're going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But once you figure it out and there's tools you can use, um, you know, it's like yeah. anything else. Like, oh, go take some. If, if you're good at piano, but you've never taken lessons. Yeah. A teacher will open up that talent. Right. Same Absolutely. thing with like anxiety and mm-hmm. depression. It, there's nothing wrong. Right. You just need someone to tell you what's going on. It's with all you. about those coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. And once you find those tools, yeah. you use them. Absolutely. And you got to practice. Yeah. Just like an you instrument. Do? Yeah. 
absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because, yeah, yeah, and don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. so many people are afraid to even mention it oh, yeah. because what do people say? Oh, just calm down. You're, you'll be fine. No, you no, know, have yeah. a drink. Have a drink. Yeah. It'll be cool. But it's there's well, so much more to it. Speaking of drinking, that's mm-hmm. one thing I had to get rid of. You don't do it. Yeah. I'm seven months over now. Good for you. Congratulations. So, but the reason why I used to drink a lot was to get much, through that. To get through the anxiety, mm-hmm. which... Drinking a little bit is okay, right? But taking it too far causes way worse problems sure. than the actual anxiety does. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just that's like you said. You just got to figure out the yeah. ways that work for you. Yeah. Good for you, Moy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get you to your Zen place here very, very soon. Adam, what's your pre-show ritual? Mm, in in stark opposition, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do vocal warm-ups and then I drink vodka and listen to Party Monster by Weekend in the van. That's amazing. <laughs> Complete opposite. There's the yin and there's the yang right there. I love it. Yeah. How about you, Sam? And I think, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, said that I had any sort of social anxieties. Um, I actually really like going out into where we're going um, and walking through and talking to people. Um, I think that helps me kind of just see folks and just kind of like interact a little bit there's a little bit of teeter-totter there though i I have to be careful because you can talk too much before you perform sure and then you're using your vocal cords or you're not paying attention using them you know correctly or incorrectly but um i actually like going out into the crowd i like going out and and because that helps me because i do get anxious my wife can attest um, you know, so I, I literally look at him like, I hate this part. Yeah. I hate pre-show that moment. anxiety. Um, and so, yeah, a couple beers, mm-hmm. so helpful. Yeah. Uh, and then go out and talk to folks and I hug their necks and thank them for coming. But more importantly, just like it helps me because then I can go and see them like, how you been? How's your mom and them and all. And then How's your mom when, we, and them? when we start playing, you know, <laughs> but really, but when we start playing, it helps me kind of feel like okay, I've engaged with this person, this person, this table, this table. I'm in a room full of friends now and yeah. not a wall of people and I, in front you know, of me. You know, there's been times where we've been fortunate to open up for major acts. And yeah. there's thousands and thousands, and you don't get to see them all. But you even get to talk to them beforehand, or you get to walk around and just kind of, hey, you know, we're playing. And I'm like, oh, can we take a picture or something? And right. that's cool. But, you know, when you when you you know do it and, and a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then that's when it really starts kind of like you know, you feel more comfortable and you feel like you can interact with them on stage because then that's Absolutely. where the show happens. That's where you are just talking to the crowd as opposed to there's somebody and then the stage and the microphone are between you and them. There's, right. no, there's no in between. It's just, you know, you're able to, to relate. So that's how you do it. Yeah. See, everybody's got the same the same sort of mentality and you guys. But do you guys get together, too, then right before the show? Is there a group thing? Yeah, those the vocal warm-ups are a big thing. Moy will be practicing his drums in the back on his leg or on the drum pad, and then the three of us are doing vocal warm-ups, and, uh, you know, there's some music in the background. There is some of those quiet times, too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so, fellas, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for spending time with Love me. You're so happy you got a new Jeep. It's so cool. It, it is, is a awesome. cool Jeep, right? And thank you very much. It means the world to us, seriously. Yeah, Listen. And what a cool idea this podcast is. Like, yeah. this is really fun. Like, so yeah. I, I really started this podcast so that I could talk to the older generation of local artists that are around here because they have so many great stories. And then I realized, you know what? So do the young guys. So do you guys. And I mean, combined experience in this room is pretty incredible. And everything that you guys have done for the radio station shown us so 
so much love. So I really, 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 really appreciate it. I hope that the telemedia broadcasting and radio romance romance continues forever. No matter how big you guys get. Well, hopefully no other radio stations hear us say this, but you're our favorite. Thank you. Did you hear that? I hope everybody heard that. I'm there. That's why you guys are on the wall, all over the studio, and you always will be. You guys are so such a big part of us, and we thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. How many times can I say thank you? Thank you. Sam Hayes, Adam Smithwick, Moises Padilla, and Josh Gramling. Radio Romance. Thank you, guys. Words and music.